0: Welcome to New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, where we envision to build a biblical community of loving believers, which have a personal relationship with God and each other, modeling the pattern of lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear and receive the Word of God from the man of God, Senior Pastor Reverend Nathaniel Wood.
1: Several Sundays ago, I began a series of sermons from Acts 27 that I titled Shipwreck. Today we will give you the final sermon of the series titled Shipwreck. But remember the first sermon of the series was titled when contrary winds blow. The sermonic points from Sermon 1 were that we ought to thank God for favor. That God can cause us to find his favor even amongst those who are supposed to be against us. The second point was just because you and I are Christians does not exempt us from having contrary winds blow in our lives. And the third point in Sermon 1 was to check our season for it may not be the right season for you and I to set our life ships a sail. And the fourth point in sermon one was don't be fooled by a gentle wind. Because winds are subject to change. Then in sermon two, I spoke to us from the subject We're going to make it. And the lessons learned in Sermon 2 were sometimes doing all that you can do is not enough to quell or stop the storm. Sometimes you can do all you can do in your own power to try to quell and survive the storm in your life, and you can still become shipwrecked. The second lesson in Sermon 2 was, when things are in our lives, when storms continue to rage for the worst, it is easy for us to become filled with hopelessness. And then I ended sermon two by saying that the Bible said that the apostle Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you have spared yourself this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. In other words, Paul was telling them, we're going to make it. And in Sermon 3, the title for the sermon was, What to Know When You Are in a Storm. The lessons lifted out of Sermon 3 were, when we are in a storm, We are not alone. God knows the storm that we are in and that he can send us some help in our storm. The third lesson in sermon three was when you are in a storm, just know that you need to stay connected to a man or woman of God. (laughs) And in ending sermon three, I said to us, when you are in a storm, just know that faith in God still works. And in sermon four, my sermonic theme was what to do when you are in a storm. And in sermon four we learn that when we are in a storm one thing we must do is pray. We also learn that when we are in a storm to watch out for pretenders. Y'all remember that? I also in sermon four told us when we are in a storm to stay there you go, on the ship in other words, don't abandon your spiritual ship which is the house of God or better known as the church and in sermon 4 we learn When you and I are in a storm, we need the food of the word of God to sustain us in the storm. And my final lesson given in Sermon 4 was to give God thanks in our storms because giving thanks to God helps us to remember who is still in control. So as I close this series of sermons, I want to talk to you today from the subject, making it on broken pieces. After 14 days, of being caught up in the dark and dismal clutches of the storm. The Bible says that daylight came. Somebody say daylight came. And I want to encourage somebody right now who may be experiencing a dark and dismal storm in their life that daylight is coming in other words the storm is passing over your deliverance is near I know that you have been in the storm for a while and you might have given up hope That you will ever get through the storm. But the word of God to you today. Is daylight is coming. You are going to see your way through the storm. Tell your neighbor daylight is coming. When daylight came. They saw land. The Bible tells us that they didn't recognize the land, but they saw a bay with a sandy beach where they decided to run the ship aground, listen, if they could. And let me say right here, I don't know about you, but after being in a storm for a considerable period of time, I would have been glad to see some land. Can I tell you a story, a true story? I remember a day when I went out on a small boat deep sea fishing in the Gulf Stream. While we were out several miles from land, so far out that we could not see any land, a storm came up. The captain of the ship came to us who were on the ship and said, the only way that we are going to make it back to land is that he points to me and says, by him. He didn't have to say anything else. I knew what I had to do. I had to have a little talk with Jesus and had to tell him all about our troubles. And when I saw land on the horizon, after being in the storm, for several hours I thanked and praised God for his keeping power and not only was I and the guys on the ship glad to see land but there was a large group of people who were waiting on the docks who were glad To see us show up. The Bible says. That they were hoping. To run the ship aground. If they could. In other words. They were aware of the fact. That they were not. In control. Of their circumstances. All they could do was try to run the ship aground. But they realized that it was really out of their hands. And let me say to someone who is watching or listening today that sometimes you and I must come to realize that we are not in control of the circumstances that we may find ourselves in. Sometimes we have to trust in the sovereignty of God to keep and protect us while we are in the storm. Yes, we do all that we can humanly do to help ourselves. But we must know that it is ultimately up to God to deliver us in and through the storm. Y'all give me about eight more minutes. The Bible says, that they cut loose their anchors and raised the foresail of the ship and tried to head for the sandy beach. But the Bible says that the ship struck a sandbar and ran aground. Now if you know anything about the beach, you know that there can be some sandbars hidden under the ocean's waters. You may think that you have a clear boating path just to end up stuck on a hidden sandbar. And I wonder this morning, if anybody who is here or listening or watching today has ever run into some of life's hidden sandbars. What you talking about, Pastor? You thought you were in a place of smooth sailing. Just to find out that life had a hidden sandbar for you to run into. Sandbars, pastor. Yes, sandbars. Tell your neighbor, sandbars. Some of us have hit some hidden sandbars of declining health. Some hidden sandbars. Of lack of resources. Some hidden sandbars of depression. Some hidden sandbars of family troubles. Some hidden sandbars of job troubles. And sandbars of being misunderstood. Anybody in here ever run into any hidden sandbars in your life? Well, the Bible says that when the ship ran into the sandbar, the force of the waves that were crashing into the rear of the ship were so strong that they began To tear the ship apart. And when the soldiers saw what was happening to the ship, they planned, somebody said they planned, to kill the prisoners in order to avoid them from jumping overboard and swimming to land to escape. You see, the soldiers were responsible for the prisoners. And if the prisoner escaped under their watch, they could end up imprisoned themselves or even be executed. So the soldiers planned on killing Paul and the other prisoners. But somebody say but But. the Bible tells us that Julian the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept the soldiers from carrying out their plans and I don't know about you but I am so glad that our God has the power to foil the enemy's plans. I'm so glad that my God always has the last words. I'm so glad that what the devil wants to use to hurt me, God can turn it around. For my good. There are some of us. Who are here. Watching and listening today. Who can testify. That God. Canceled the devil's plan. For our lives. That's right. He stopped it. And gave us. Continued life. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible said that Julius kept the soldiers from killing Paul and the other prisoners. So Julius remembered that Paul had told him That the ship would run aground on an island, but that everyone on board would be saved. So, Julius decided to let everyone get off the ship. Tell your neighbor, he let them off the ship. But deacons, there was a problem. Everyone on the ship could not swim. I bet if I took a poll right now of how many of us can swim, there would be many of us that would have to admit that we can't swim now when i talk about swimming i'm talking about more than putting your head under the water i'm talking about having a legitimate swim stroke when my daughters were younger I had to tell my daughters and I had to even tell my oldest grandchild right over there until you take swimming lessons and learn how to swim don't you tell nobody that you can swim Why'd you do that, Pastor? Because people will test and try you. Oh, oh, oh. Julius tells those who can swim to jump overboard and swim to land. Then he tells those who could not swim to get to land by grabbing onto planks or other broken pieces of the ship and the Bible says that everyone somebody say everyone remember there was 276 folk on board everyone arrive safely on land. And on this fourth Sunday in February, I want to encourage somebody that God will allow you to make it safely to shore through your stone by allowing you to make it even on broken pieces. As we end the celebration of Black History Month, we see throughout our history how our God has sustained us as a people with broken pieces. As slaves, we were given the scraps or the broken pieces from the master's table and from their livestock. But our God blessed us to survive and to thrive on these broken pieces. We were told that we were missing a fifth of being completely human and that we were broken and would not amount to much. But God allowed us to use the brokenness that others said we had and we became doctors, lawyers, agricultural geniuses business leaders, political powers, even the President of the United States. We as a people have been making it on broken pieces and guess what? We are going to make it. You know why? Because we know that our God is still in control is in control of the storms and he can keep us through the storm even if he allows our ships to be destroyed he can keep us on broken pieces i don't know about you but i'm so glad that we can make it on broken pieces i don't know about you But I'm here today because God kept me on broken pieces. God allowed me and you to survive the storms and the shipwrecks in our lives. Come on, stand your feet all over the church. Some of us had to deal with running aground, getting stuck, and getting broken up (laughs) in some relationships that we've had. and we had to jump board into the waters of life but God kept us Lord have mercy he kept us some of us thought that we could not survive without the relationship but God taught us that if we depend on him He can have us survive even on broken pieces and live and have life more abundantly. Thank God that you and I can make it on broken pieces. Go ahead, deacons.
0: We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay Arena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us. And be blessed.